Twins beat the Royals in the opener, improved to 23-16 and 16 on the season. Devin Smeltzer was very good. Gary Sanchez drove in another run. Yohan Duran was incredible. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins episode. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, May 20th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I just got off a postcast with Brandon Warren. So I'm like, my brain's thinking I should say postcast, but we're on the podcast. Check out the postcast, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Again, this is Nash Walker. Been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season four at Twins Daily. This is season three as host of the pod. And I'm talking to you after a Twins winner. Devin Smeltzer was very good tonight. Let's talk Gilberto Celestino, Griffin Jacks, Joan Duran, Carlos Santana beats the Twins again. And Gary Sanchez, who I agree, we haven't given enough credit to recently. So let's start with Sanchez. It started with Sanchez in the first inning. RBI double, and he's just been a run-producing machine lately. He entered this game, Gary Sanchez. With a 127 OPS plus, meaning he's been 27% above league average in terms of OPS this year. That's with solid defense behind the plate, much better than we've seen in recent years in New York. And he's been effective, hitting for power. You know, this stretch has really bumped him up. He went through a lull there where he was hitting into some hard outs and striking out a bit, popping out. Right now, he is on a on a heater, Gary Sanchez. And yes, the Twins absolutely have like four, five, maybe six guys who, when they get hot, can, as Justin Morneau says, carry an offense for weeks at a time. And right now, Gary Sanchez, he's not carrying this offense. He drove in one of their six runs tonight. But he's kind of been the catalyst in some ways, getting big hits with runners in scoring position. He got a big hit on 0-2 tonight, got that double, down 0-2 in the count. Two outs in the inning, he's getting hits. And, you know, broken bat ripper on Sunday will take that all day long. But it evens out. It evens out. You know, he hit some balls hard and hit him into outs. So Gary Sanchez has been uh, everything you could have hoped for in that trade. And I think that was the number one maybe issue, not issue or concern in that trade, is Gary Sanchez is going to catch a lot. And he's not a good defender, hasn't been for the Yankees. And it was a, it was a concern when he came over. How would the defense look with Jeffers and Sanchez and so far it's been just fine you know Sanchez has been good he's the framing numbers are good Jeffers is is solid back there as well as a good game caller at such a young age and I think we'll continue to get better defensively so that tandem has been again as good as you could have hoped so far this season and against left-handed pitching it's awesome to have one DH and one catching it's it's fun to uh to see that duo in the same lineup together against lefties as well Carlos Santana gets Tyler Duffy because, of course, Carlos Santana, the swing is not the same. He's not the same hitter he was for Cleveland when he pummeled the Twins. It feels like time after time after time. But, of course, he gets the Twins tonight on a painted fastball from Tyler Duffy. Tyler Duffy was not very good. Having home run issues, like something we haven't seen from him 2019-2020 was so good for them. Last year in the first half struggled, or at least in the first two months, and then was was solid down the stretch. But giving up homers and 
struggling in Kansas City at Kaufman, maybe just shy away from him in big spots at Kaufman this weekend and into the future. Seems like Rose hitters might see him well, or it's just it could be happenstance. His his rougher outings are happening at Kaufman, but good thing the Twins have Yolanda on, right? I think I might call him El Arma, which in Spanish means the weapon, because Yolanda on is the Twins closer. Johan Duran is the twins setup man. Johan Duran is the twins fireman. Johan Duran is the twins multi-inning eater. Johan Duran is a weapon. And I'm going to continue to say that because he is all of those things. He has been all of those things already in his young big league career. And let me let me give you Johan Duran's stat line right now. Keep in mind, this is a career minor league starter who had elbow problems last year, just moved to the bullpen, is young and has never been back there, and he's doing it for a first place team. 19 innings pitched, a 39% strikeout rate. He struck out 29 out of the 74 hitters he's faced with a 284 ERA, a sub-3 ERA. And I would actually say that's elevated because of that wonky Rafael Devers home run at Fenway down the line. At 29 other ballparks, that's not a home run. But at Fenway, with the the foul pole and the weird dimensions there, that was a home run. Um, And a 4% walk rate. I think that's the biggest takeaway, is the strikeout to walk rate. He's striking out 39% of hitters and walking 4%. You watch tonight. He's all around the zone tonight. He's all around. I think he got behind his first at-bat of the eighth inning, but he came in in a tough spot, runners on second and third, and Whit, you know, Whit Merrifield jumped on the first pitch and hit a sack fly to center, and then he got the big strikeout. That's what you were looking for there, that strikeout of Andrew Benintendi, and he got it. It's so fun to watch. I mean, when you see him warming, there are some really fun aspects of this team. Like, Byron Buxton healthy is is maybe the most fun in the league. Luis Arise is so fun. You know, Joe Ryan starts are so fun. He's going to pitch tomorrow. You're always excited to watch Joe Ryan pitch. Johan Duran, like, chill factor. You, you've never watched a reliever like Johan Duran out of the Twins pen. With the stuff and the size and the ability, he is he's a weapon. He's a weapon. You can use him in any spot. And what you're seeing is the Twins are using him in the highest of leverage spots, right? And Emilio Pagan's still kind of in that traditional closer role. He pitched the ninth inning tonight, barely got his way out of it. But Yuan Duran's pitching when it really matters. When they need an out, when they're in like the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, and they need some outs, more often than not, they're turning to Duran. And I think they're going to Pagan because they do value closing experience. I think that's been a misconception. Like they don't value you know, pitchers with experience closing. I think they do. And that's why you see Pagan pitch a lot of the ninth innings on the same token. Pagan sometimes is the only guy left back there, or at least the only high leverage guy you have left because they go to Duran earlier in the game when they need to get big outs. So fun to watch 19 innings, 284 ERA, 39% strikeout rate, 4% walk rate, tight ropes out of that situation tonight. And then pitches a clean eighth. Yohan Duran is here and he's very, very good. After this word from built bar, Let's talk about Gary Sanchez a little bit more. Gilberto Celestino, Griffin Jackson, kind of the dynamic offense we're seeing from the Twins. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in and cut down on your calories with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar in brownie batter puffs. They are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. 
and they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The Brownie Batter Puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to Built.com to get Brownie Batter Puffs now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Twins your first listen. They'll make your second listen, the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Gary Sanchez is depth, right? He's the second catcher on the team. He's been providing some depth for the Twins in the lineup at DH, behind the dish. Gilberto Celestino is depth, man. I mean, I think you're seeing this year what and I don't want to always like compare and say, oh, this is the opposite of last year. I think this is a very different team. I don't think it's the opposite of last year. I think this is an interesting team. And, you know, I'm I'm confident in saying that this team is is well rounded. I think they have some real good players surrounded by players who, when they are going well, can really take over games, take over series, take over weeks at a time. So I think it's a dangerous team right now, especially with Buxton and Correa both healthy. But the thing that has come back for me the most this year from 2021, I expected to be in 2021 and in 2019 and 2020 is the depth on the 26 man roster. But beyond that, like the Devin Smelters of the world, you saw Griff or uh, Randy Dobnak come up in 2019, immediate impact for the twins, help them win ball games down the stretch. You see Devin Smelter come up, make these spot starts, give the twins a chance to win. And they did win tonight. And he was the catalyst in that it's, Fun to see the depth produce, and Gilberto Celestino is, is in the heart of that as well. I mean, Celestino, I think at the beginning of this year, there was always this feeling, and in the offseason, like he got a bad rap because he was called upon last year to a really tough situation on a last place team that had gone through four or five center fielders. He'd barely played above double A. He didn't play above double A. I think they called him straight up. He might have played one game for the Saints. Goes straight up to the bigs at 22, I think he was, or 21, and is just thrown out in the outfield for the Twins and, and thrown into the, the batter's box you know, against the White Sox and the Yankees and, and really tough pitching, and he it helped him in the long run. And that's what I talked about last year. If you're going to suck, they did. They sucked. Do things that help you for 2022, right? And they didn't really do that at the trade deadline <laughs> by trading away Barrios and, and Cruz. I mean, Cruz would have been a free agent, but Barrios specifically. But do things that help you for next year. I think looking back, Celestino, that stint he had where he was truly awful for the Twins last year is going to help him and is helping him now because it's not that starstruck you're seeing from Jose Miranda being in the big leagues. He is... He looks comfortable. Like he's comfortable in his role. He knows his role. He's playing against left-handed pitching. He's playing in center field when Buxton gets a day off, which is pretty frequently. And he's just playing great defense and putting together good plate appearances and actually producing at the plate. I think he's been lucky in terms of his batted ball. You saw another one tonight just flared down the line. But even if he loses 100 points in average, I think he's hitting 315, 330, or not 100 points, but if he loses 50 points in average, let's say, and he's a 260, 270 hitter, gets on base at a 320, 330 clip, little bit of pop, you know, some doubles power, but in the minors had some real power, like consistently 400 plus slugging percentage. That is an extremely valuable fourth outfielder. That is not a fourth outfielder you can find on the free agent market offensively. Then you add in 
This dude's a 60 grade defender in the minors as a center fielder. He can play a great left field. He can play a very good center field right now in the majors for the twins. Really valuable. These are the types of players like Gilberto Celestino, Devin Smeltzer. We'll talk about Jackson in the last segment. These are the types of guys who separate a, you know, pretty good team to an actually very good team like those are the difference makers you need your buxton's you need your correa's you need your even sanchez's and you need your uh, kepler's and polanco's you need all those guys you need joe ryan you need sunny gray vital in a season to be good you need your best players to play well and be healthy but to be truly very good to be a 90 plus win team a division winning team a team that can make a run in the playoffs you need Gilberto Celestino, Griffin Jacks, Devin Smeltzer. You need these guys to come up, make an impact, and help you win ballgames at the major league level on call. And the Twins have gotten that so far this year. Let's talk about Jax. I think this was his nastiest outing of the year tonight in the opener in Kansas City. We'll talk about him after this word from Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs. Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts again. Bet Online, they are terrific. Head over there now. Great sponsor for Lockdown and for Lockdown Twins. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Go over to betonline.net. Griffin Jacks throwing 97 tonight. I was watching on TV. I'm like, is this gun hot? Is this gun hot? Hit 97, actually hit 97.3, had another pitch that rounded up to 97. Average 96 was almost two miles an hour faster than his yearly average. It's game over if Griffin Jacks is throwing 96, 97 for strikes at the top of the zone. It's game over because that slider is truly an elite pitch. And he could just throw, and he does. Throw that slider over and over and over and over again as a reliever, especially to right-handed hitters. And he's going to carve out a role for himself. As a sixth, seventh inning guy, you know, he's not your he's not your number one, two, three, maybe even fourth option out of the pen, maybe your third best right-handed option at his peak if he's exclusively those sliders. But if he has a fastball he can command at 96, 97, which is where he was tonight, up from 94, 95. Now I'm getting excited about Griffin Jacks becoming a truly late inning weapon for the Twins. And honestly, his changeup has some run on it as well. Really nice fade on the change when he's throwing that for strikes. His stuff is there. Not a stuff problem for Griffin Jacks, which surprises me because as a starter in the minors, just didn't really have it. This is the type of guy the Twins previously have let go. A starter who struggled. They let him go, you know, maybe cut him off the 40 man, had some success in the minors, but was bad in his rookie year. I think he set a record for most home runs given up by a rookie twins pitcher last year was not good and they might've let him go, but they moved him to the bullpen, a move that I was calling for in the off season that I said, I think he could thrive out of and he's throwing 96, 97 tonight. So keep an eye on this. If he's now consistently 96, 97 at the top of the zone, that makes it so much tougher on opposing hitters than 94, 95. I know it's small, but it's a tweak that really matters. The, there's there's punch in that, a lot of punch in that. If he's 97 here and 86, 87 down and away to righties, he's going to be death 
on righties, like truly death, death with that high spin slider, a high spin, hard fastball. If he's commanding the ball, which, you know, the minors commanded the ball very well. That was as a starter. And like Duran, he's just now moving to the bullpen. Like this is his first taste at a, at a bullpen right now, especially in a high leverage spots with on a first place team. And he's, he's done well. I mean, he's done well. Command hasn't been there at times, but he's done well. And if this stuff uptick is here to stay and with Bailey over last year, his uptick on his slider was here to stay with 84, 85, rather than the 79, 80 on Bailey Ober's slider might've been 83, 84. He got up to uh, Griffin Jackson is going to be very good. I, I'm confident in that because his stuff is, is awesome out of the pen. Super excited about him. And we've talked about it before with young twins relievers, you know, this pipeline, this Falvey and Levine pitching pipeline, which is the main storyline of this season. And Griffin Jackson is part of that. Yuan Duran's part of that. You see them helping the Twins win games right now. Even Devin Smeltzer is part of that, you know, coming over in the Brian Dozier trade in 2018. This pitching pipeline is the number one story of this year. Whether the Twins can produce major league starters is the main storyline of this pipeline. But, but with that being said, the guys who you cannot turn into starters for one reason or another, for injury, because the stuff doesn't, doesn't play a second time through the order, the command issues, can you then turn those guys into solid relievers? And the early returns on that are awesome. I mean, Griffin Jacks, Yohan Duran, still holding out hope Duran could be a starter one day, but I, I don't know if I see that happening. But so far, that's been a success this year for young twin starters, turn into relievers, you're going to continue to see it. Because again, for one reason or another, and the number one guy who comes into my head is Matt Cantorino, and I hope it's not true that Cantorino goes to the bullpen. But if Cantorino is, ends up being a high leverage reliever for the Twins, you can see how impactful these guys are on a game. Holding leads late, helping the Twins win. Everybody's contributing. Everybody's contributing. And something else I've noticed from this team, you get swept by the Astros. They won two series in a row. Now they're up one nothing in this series. They started four and eight. They went on a huge run, won 14 of their next 17. When they lose, they've bounced back. Another thing that reminds me of the 2019-2020 Twins. When they struggled and they had a rough series, a rough stretch of games, they found a way to flip that around quickly. And that's another thing winning teams do. And that this is a winning team. They're 23 and 16. They're in the lightest stretch of the season right now with Royals, Tigers, Royals, Tigers. And I mean, at the end of this thing, if they're 32 and 21, they're in an exceptional spot in a spot that I did not foresee. A spot I thought was possible, was possible, but certainly did not predict um, for early in this season. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day. They'll make your second listen Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Like, subscribe, comment on YouTube. Your thoughts always appreciate you. And we'll be back Sunday night. I will have an episode getting an early head start on the week. I will be in Minnesota next weekend going to some games. So that'll be fun. Can't wait to get back to Target Field and watch the Twins play in person again for the first time in 2022. That will be the Royal Series Memorial Day. And guess what? I'll be here. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.